Thanks, Kevin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Real Brave Live. My name is Dan. This is Kevin. This is Van, the intern, the fabulous intern. And today we're going to uh, celebrate Women's History Month with some fabulous music, uh, starting off with Joni Mitchell. Yes. Uh, but first, I'd like to have a public service announcement. This is an apology. To all Metallica fans. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, an open letter to all Metallica fans. Uh, number one. I don't know what I'm talking about. And every time I look at the camera sincere, you know for sure that I'm reading from Wikipedia. Uh, and I'd like to add to that, <laughs> we're sorry. We're so sorry. However, <laughs> who cares? That's the question we pose to you, <laughs> the viewer. No. Do you really care? No, because we live in the age of fake news. This is true. And... If Kirk Hammett was the guitarist for Kill 'Em All, which preceded uh, Ride the Lightning, and I got that wrong, it's fake news. That's right. That's, right? That's absolutely right. This is mainstream media manipulating the truth and manipulating history. Which camera am I looking at? I don't know. Two. I'm, I'm looking at this camera. It's, it's fake news. So Totally uh, fake news. We got our facts straight. That's and that's that's our responsibility right. as uh, right. amateur right. music journalists. Happened to be our best episode ever. Thanks for all the engagement and the hatred. Yeah, <laughs> there's no such thing as bad press. <laughs> so, I, I wish we could post some of the, the comments. Uh, guys, seriously, we're sorry. Okay, um, whatever. And a preemptive apology for all the women watching <laughs> as we celebrate Women's History Month. Yes, uh, in our discussion of Joni Mitchell. So Joni Mitchell, uh, the album that um, we decided, well, 50 years ago, this month, uh, this album dropped like a hot splat on the ground. <laughs> Ladies of the Canyon. Yes. And uh, this album is, is, is got one of the biggest songs of her career, which is Big Yellow Taxi. Yeah. And uh, it's her third studio album. And I didn't know that Joni was uh, Canadian. Um, no, nor did I. Nor did I know that she had uh, polio as a child. I did not know that either. Yeah. And have we confirmed that she's not feeling well at all? I think she's very uh, sick to date. I, that could be fake news. Uh, can we get like a disclaimer? I, <laughs> like, a, like a blinking thing at the bottom whenever we say anything? <laughs> like this might not be true. Um, yeah, I, I loved the album. Um, I did not know Big Yellow Taxi was a Joni Mitchell song. Okay, who did you think it was? I thought it was that. I thought it was John. Is it John Mayer who does, has a famous cover of it now? No, but the Counting Crows did it, and it's like it one there? of the most angry moments of my life when I heard that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then another female artist, I think, covered it in the '90s. Um, and and some. I think it's one of the most covered songs that Bob I've, Dylan covered it. Which is yeah. out of uh, out of uh, uh, a style for Bob Dylan, who is usually covered, the the coveree of a lot of uh, songs. The coveree. Yeah. Well, uh, I have to say, I've never listened to a Joan. Actually, that's not true. I have listened to Joan uh, Mitchell. Got to listen to it today for the first time. This album specifically, which was released on March second, nineteen seventy, fifty years ago. God help me. Uh, and this is something that. I think I would listen to all the time from here forward. It's 
it sounds still it sounds relevant some of the stuff except for um, the taxi song I, I can't I can't deal with that but um, the, the lyrics of the Big Yellow Taxi song they're still relevant very relevant yeah. because it's basically taking it's it's poking uh, or pointing a finger to development yep yes thank you I got that right yeah. that disclaimer beneath I don't know what I'm talking about uh, do we have that still yeah oh, you're working on it okay good I belong to a uh, Facebook uh, page. I follow a page called Ecotone and Pedagogy, and it's all about environmentalism and what hor what n newest horrible thing is happening to the environment and indigenous species and all that. So um, uh, it, it it resonated pretty hard with me, um, as I'm sure that it has with a lot of people since the '70s. Um, but it was, you know, at the time it was a. Uh, I don't think it came, it did not, it, I think ranked number 26, no. Number 27 on Billboard 200. But that was when she, that was a live release on that. When she did a live release on that song, it was number 27, but it didn't even get on the 200 when the album came out. Oh. Um, so, but it is like a, a political song, you know, mm. talking about, um, you know, how industry is, is kind of paving over a lot of our natural resources not to get political no we're not gonna get political also we don't know what we're talking about. that's true did you ever hear the so uh, you've heard of crosby stills nash and young yes uh very influential band from the 60s men so we're not going to focus on them but uh very good friends with mitchell and very good friends in a variety of ways relationship wise um and uh just friend wise mm -hmm. and uh this album uh has some of the well it's based on some of the, the friendships and the relationships some of it not all yes it's it's got it's it's sort of in the same vein as as far as like american folk goes like joni mitchell really she took that you know and and she developed on it um quite skillfully like a lot of you know on a music theory level a lot of the chord progression the chord changes the the the, the harmonic balance you know it's it's really really sophisticated and it's really cool but uh, to, to like a layman who's just listening to it it just sounds pretty sounds really nice you know the but guitar it, work is really it's significant i could hear current artists having joni mitchell as an idol because some of the songs on this specific album i've heard i'm hearing in um not in order of importance, but uh, Sarah McLachlan, Fiona Apple, mm -hmm. I, I definitely heard it in there for the first time. And I never, usually just heard her sing-songy, beautiful voice as like something that was significant, but I was never like, wow. And for the the little bit of, of time that I got to listen to this album, and I'm seriously keeping it in my playlist, uh, I was blown away. I really liked the song uh, Woodstock. Starts out with like a kind of a blues riff in I think it's D minor on a Rhodes piano, a Rhodes keyboard, and uh, I just like the sound and the texture of it. It was a good contrast to the rest of the album, which is very acoustic guitar heavy, and then all of a sudden you got this like bluesy sound happening, and it was uh, it was neat. I thought that was neat. Side note. Yeah. I didn't even realize until I got up on the stage. Check out the the brand the brand of this uh, ukulele. It's so relevant. Can we get a can we get a close up on that? You gotta put him more towards Dan. Van, Van, Dan, and Van Dan. You gotta make it horizontal. Dan. It's gotta be horizontal. Horizontal. Inch it, inch it, inch it, inch it. Perfect. There you go. So it's a Mitchell ukulele. And that's just coincidence. 
Can I call you Kevin Claude? Yes. So we can be Kevin Claude Van Dan? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Alright. Kevin Claude Van Dan. Van Dan. It just, it's just out of order, because it should be like Kevin Claude Van Dan, but it's this way. Okay. You you had some interesting <laughs> things to say about. <laughs> I had interesting things about Joni Mitchell. Yeah. Um, I mean. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, the thing is, I know she was like very inspirational. Like it's like what Prince said he was inspired by her, and like Prince is huge. And I think the first time I found out about her was actually from a movie. Wait, uh, do you listen to Joni Mitchell? I yeah I started listening to her today like, from no from a movie two years ago. Okay. Uh, it was it was love actually. Okay. And then like it was the this one. This is how people get music nowadays. Oh, because yeah. no, it's true. I'm also well, I'm a I'm a media production major. This is it works. So because in the movie the main character like her husband's like having an affair right mm -hmm. and she was she was known saying that like yeah like Joni uh, Jody Mitchell like helped like her realize her emotions like that she's been suffocating and like a lot of women have that where like they have to like kill their emotions down they can't really show that hmm. so then like she would so there was like this powerful scene where she's like crying to like a new release from her and it's just like so good and then i teared up because i'm emotional so like i've been listening to her since then because it's like it showed the impact yeah. of her which is like I think a lot of women can relate to. Well, look at that. Yeah. Look at that segment. We should call that segment uh, In the Van. In the Van. Oh, Back Van, van. Dang! <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? <laughs> van parking only. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. True, but even as a. Uh, a man listening to Joni Mitchell, I could still, uh, a lot of what she was singing still resonated with me. And I'm not one who um, typically focuses as much on the lyrics, but... Um, you never do. Ra very rarely. What but were you doing and focusing on the lyrics? It was, I don't know, something about her music just made it very easy to like hear the song as a story and not just a collection of notes and, and words. Do you have any comments? Comment below. Uh, do you have any factual relevance that could add to this... Is anybody, is anybody watching? There's no viewers. No viewers. We peaked and... Yeah, that's it. We went out at the top. That's great. I could have been a contender. But, but now it's back to the fun. It's good. No, it's, this is all good. It gets better after we release this. That's when the pure hatred starts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the vitriol, if you will. Yes. So Joni Mitchell, we love you. We hope you feel better. And uh, thank you, Brendan. We're, we're talking about Women's History Month and uh, the contribution by the amazing ladies over the past 50 years. Mm. And we just concluded talking about Joni Mitchell's uh, Ladies of the Canyon, which is just an incredible album. And it's like the 50th anniversary, right? 50th anniversary. It was 50 years ago, uh, March 2nd. So March 2nd, 1970. Um, about 40 years before you were born. So, moving on. Van uh, put together the other uh, women that we were talking about. One of them is uh, Aretha Franklin. Oh, Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. Yes. Yes. Okay. Ar 
Formerly known as no. Aretha Franklin. That's right. <laughs> Otherwise known as Aretha. So Aretha... Jody? No, that's, that's legit. Yeah. Not this album, though, my friend. This album uh, is This Girl's in Love With You by Aretha Franklin. And uh, got to listen to a little bit of it. This is actually ironic that 50 years ago, uh, January 15th, 1970, this album was released. Because on this album is a cover of Let It Be. Oh. Oh. Wait. Yes. Didn't that also come out in the same year? Yes. And I have a factoid. A true factoid. Are you ready? Okay. Paul McCartney sent this, that song, yeah. Let It Be, to the record label. Right. Two months, two months before, look, I'm not even reading, because I know this. Okay. Two months before the release, hoping that she would cover it, and she did, and it is awesome. It is awesome. I've never heard it. It's really good. Yeah. Um, like, of course, it's Aretha Franklin covering it, um, but I didn't know that he, because he like loved her, mm -hmm. has the roots in R&B, um, from a British, a very British standpoint, and uh, sent it to her. She did. She loved it. Covered it. You listen to it. It's, it sounds just like um, an amazing version of what you do. But actually, this this album has "Son of a Preacher Man," "Let It Be," Eleanor Rigby, and "The Wait." The Wait. Robbie Robertson. Um, I, can't, I can't. I know "Son of a Preacher Man." Son of a Preacher Man. Um, <laughs> whose lyrical content is a little bit too clandestine for this podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, please refrain. Uh, the Wait is... Um, uh, run down Nazareth. Oh, yeah. Take a load of Barber. Okay. We got people talking. You got a shout out, Savannah. Hi, Savannah. Hello, Savannah. A little shout out to you. I'm so happy that you're watching. And uh, thank you. Thank you for watching. Is your dad making you watch to bring up the viewership? Uh, just to let you know, uh, Brendan, if um, if if we get uh, nine more viewers, uh, we'll do the next show. This will be the next, the next fifty years. We'll do the next show uh, in uh, Burger King. Drive through as we celebrate the hundredth anniversary of <laughs> Ladies of Canyon. But I thought I thought we had nine viewers last. No, week. no, at the same time, it's got to be. He keeps commenting. changing the rules. No, no, no! I said he at the same time. He is changing the rules. Comment. Okay, there was a, two people who reconnected after years because they were an art teacher and yes. a student, and there was like Terrence. It was not ten. We counted. We count Terrence. Yeah. Terrence count. Terrence had like fifteen comments. That doesn't count as. 15 people. But you have to count his multiple personalities. Ah. Ah. Yes. This is true. This is very true. Uh, so... <laughs> Aretha Franklin. Back to Aretha Franklin. Mm. Aretha. Franklin. Her version of Let It Be was the first recording of the song to be commercially released. Get out of here! I know! This is what people are telling me! <laughs> Please feel free to correct me. But... Uh, the Beatles did not release Let It Be as a single to March uh, 1970, so it was two months later. Yeah. But it's interesting. 
It's legit, and it says it right here. Um, Paul McCartney sent Franklin and Atlantic Records a demo of the song as a guide. That's pretty cool. It is very cool. And when you read the uh, the liner notes to um, what he wanted done, so McCartney wrote the song, and it was inspired by his mother, Mary. I did not know that. Okay. Mary, who died when he was 14. I thought there was, like, religious overtones to that. Yes. Uh, he, many people thought Mother Mary was the biblical reference when they heard it, including John Lennon, who literally hated the song, oh. which I did not know. Um, and that's why he put, um, what's the song that's right after it? Maggie May. Oh, dirty Maggie May. Right after it. <laughs> yeah, right yeah, after that. Because it's got, you know, whatever. And if you, if you, if you listen to the, what he says right before in Let It Be... Uh, now I would like to uh, do, do, do uh, Hawk the Angels Come. And they, you can hear him say that because he's poking fun of McCartney because they weren't getting along. Right. See, we know what we're talking about. It's rough. Do <laughs> we have any images? Of Aretha. Oh, anybody. Aretha. Aretha. Thank you. I said Aretha. I want to see if anybody else says it wrong. No, no. I'm the only one? You're the good, we're the only one that says it wrong. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. Ah. Uh, I, I could do um, the Beatles stuff all day long, but yeah, I mean, there's there's some covers on this, and the rest of it was very kind of 1970s stuff. Cool. That's it about Aretha, the one of the, the Queen of Soul. Well, the album. We can talk about Aretha, so, the Queen of so Aretha. So she started out as a gospel singer. She started out in church choirs, and then she brought that gospel sound into R and B and sort of kind of reinvented the genre in that way. Um, a lot of the vocal uh, virtuosity um, that carried over from the, the, uh, the, the gospel tradition, which is the word I'm looking for. Um, hymns? Hymns? Hymns. No, no, it's not the word I'm looking for. No, but R&B grew over years and years um, through, uh, it, it's not just, I, I know you're trying to go back to like the, 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 the jazz and like that, yeah. that, the stuff that we were talking about last yeah. night, but the, the, if you go over to the Deep South, one of the things I want to do in my life is to go to um, a Baptist. Baptist. That was uh, the word I was looking Congregational yeah. kind of yeah. church, just so I can sing. Right. With wonderful like singers. Like it's like the most joyous thing in the world. She yeah. comes from that background. I don't know if it's Baptist, don't quote me on that. But it is. It is it? Because Whitney Houston came from that background too, right? Okay, we gotta now we gotta set this up. Baptist. The Blues Brothers when they're in the church with James Brown. Gospel church. Wait, no. The gospel. Baptist. No, it's not Baptist. Yeah. Now, now we're going to get stuck on trying to get the, uh, the stuff right. The spirit of the Southern congregational hymnal coming into I think everybody uh, knows form. what we're yeah. talking about. Yeah. Don't get too stuck on this. Don't let Metallica bring you down, man. Metallica fans. You and you Metallica fish fans. You know... Ridiculous. Um, just be glad we haven't done a fish episode because we would get torn to shreds. I'll invite the two fish f- fans that I know. And they live on my block. What? Cool. They went to the... They uh, were at the, the Ringwood thing? They were at the Ringwood thing, yes. Okay, all right. The Ringwood prom. 
the adult prom. Not the, the adult prom, guys. Sorry. You know what I forgot to bring up before about the Joni Mitchell thing? What's that? Uh, the 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 sub, the lyrics to this to the to the album like you were talking about before. They do not. They don't have that like uh, '60s overtone. Like the Jefferson Airplane, I was looking up somebody to love. Mm -hmm. it, it's like very light on substance, but her her um, her lyrics are fantastic. Oh yeah, oh yeah, really good. Heavy almost. Hey Van, did we ever get the uh, video from the last concert? We did. We did. What do we have, Van? What do we have for the viewers? What do we have viewer. for the viewers? You want to announce it yourself? Kevin does. Kevin do wants to. So, um, in the in the spirit of Joni Mitchell and celebrating uh, women in music, um, one of my students here at the studio, uh, her name is Sandy. Um, she's one of my adult students, and um, as such, has a very sophisticated taste in music. Um, Joni Mitchell being uh, one of her inspirations. So, uh, we learned the song uh, "The Circle Game." Uh, by Joni Mitchell. It's on this album, Ladies of the Canyon, and uh, she performed it um, here on this stage at our fall concert. And we have a, a uh, video of it. And we have, for a first time on Real Brave Live, a video of that performance. And you viewer at home, viewer, you can let us know if the audio plays. Because yes. we have no idea. We really hope it does. <laughs> I'm actually gonna just pop it over here. <laughs> this high quality uh, um, production continues. So here's Sandy. It's getting better each time. It's getting better each time. And <laughs> technological advances in this decade. So here's Sandy with The Circle Game by Joni Mitchell. taste that was yeah that worked it worked and uh, congratulations <laughs> to sandy and you heard us talking at the same time yeah so a, a lot of things were working 
Thank God I didn't say anything bad. Uh, I had mute on. It oh, just, good. It just didn't work. Oh, not good. Oh, you, you didn't hear me say all that stuff about our viewers? Our viewer? Uh, or Kevin Blob? Blob. Kevin Blob. Oh, Kevin Blob, yeah. Kevin Baby. Kevin Baby. So, thank you to Sandy. Oh, yes. Yes. Thank you, Sandy. <laughs> for, uh, I shot her an email earlier and I was like, is it cool if we show this? And she's like, yeah. All right, cool. Well, maybe she'll, she'll check it out later. We did have another artist, um, but I don't think we're going to have time to do it. Oh, who is like, it? Dusty Springfield. I don't know who that is. Dusty Springfield. Oh, we didn't even talk about Dolly Parton. We're going to have, well, did, uh, I hope Dolly Parton um, had a f record release in 1970. Because then we can do it. Oh. Otherwise, forget it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. The history of music uh, must include Dolly Parton, but um, Dusty Springfield. Mm. You're going to have to educate me on that. What if we did... Hear, hear me out. What if we did a part two of, of women's history? I think we're gonna have to, we could do the whole month. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm down for that. Different various artists each episode. Yes. Cool. Hey viewers, while you're watching, uh, spit out some uh, some uh, some women musicians you'd like us to talk about in our next podcasts as we celebrate Women's History Month here at Real Brave. Sure. So, you don't know any Dusty Springfield songs? You, I bet you do. I probably do. You definitely do. But I just don't know them by name. Or well, why don't you re-educate the man briefly while we have thirty seconds? You could be re-educated by our. <laughs> we could be educated. Educated? Yes, yes. that's good. Oh. Educated. Um. Reducated. Well, Dusty Springfield, she came up around the same around the same time as the Beatles. Well, she be, she hit it off around the same time as the Beatles. Okay. Um, she's Britain based. She's like known as like maybe one of the one of the most or the mo the best pop singer in Britain. Okay. Um, she was like most or she really hit it off because she was mostly inspired by, um, American like. Um, Songs and uh, uh, songwriters and singers like Aretha Franklin. Aretha. Um, so. They, um, I threw so, you off. So she she liked the like the back home backwater type music and she bring that over to Britain and just electrified their uh, music industry at the cool. time. Um, so she's like a huge thing that and she's also in a lot of different. Um, most of her songs are like you'd know, like I. Son only... of a preacher man. Is that a Dusty Springfield song? Yeah. Oh. And you don't have to say you love me. I only want to be with you. Like iconic songs that if you yeah. look it up, you'll be like, I heard this. A you've heard times. like you, as soon as you hear them, most of them, you're yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard this. But Son of a Preacher Man is probably the most famous. Okay. Cool. And, she's, and she's a Brit. Mm -hmm. I do know she her her. She was super popular, and I know she had, like, struggles with the relationships and, like, a couple other issues in her personal life, so she went under the radar, but she's also known, lesser known, because a lot of biographies, like, kind of didn't touch upon it. Um, she was uh, open at the time, and she even went on record, I think, one of, like, London newspaper, don't quote me, but she did go on record saying, like, I, she didn't see a problem, like, she can be swayed by a woman as easily as a man, and she's not going to change that, and that anyone could, and a lot of people feel that way, and after that, I think, 
that's when her career started to decline because she was open and outspoken, mm-hmm. which is super brave. Yeah, and especially in that era. in yeah. that era. So she's like fifty years ago. Yeah. So she's not only just like uh, like a woman history like icon, but she's also like a gay icon for a lot of people too. Cool. Dusty Springfield, dusting off the path to greatness. Uh, I ruined it again. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, that's the show. Um, We're going to continue with Women's History Month next month by uh, interviewing all the great women that have... No, we're not going to interview anybody because we we can't yet. But we will. Maybe. We're sorry. (laughs) Next week we'll have more great music from the wonderful women of rock, jazz, pop, and more. Thanks everybody for watching. We're brave, live, live.